Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast, Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. This is podcast number 86, and we are glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So if you grab a globe, spin it around, hit Texas, go north of the border, and the <laughs> southeast side of uh, Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we are. This is a spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys trying to deepen our faith. What we do here is we have an adult Bible fellowship or a Sunday school where we get together and we discuss a lesson. And then we get together on Wednesday night for this podcast. And it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook. And so you can get in the discussion of something that will deepen your faith. It's, prob- it's probably something that you may not feel comfortable talking with anybody else in your circle of influence, and that's why we're here. And another thing is we have different personalities here, so you might identify more with one leaning or the other, and so we, we try to get all different points of view. So we're glad you're here, and I want to introduce the panel. I'll go around real quick, and uh, <clears throat> we have back, of course, he's a world-class trainer, uh, a great guy. We call him the professor. Robert Koshu is here. <clears throat> and Kyle Trahan is our class deacon. And just a super nice guy, insurance guy. He's, he did double duty. He went to a class first, <laughs> got smart, and is probably going to show us all up. So Kyle Trahan is here. And you may not know this, but uh, he works as an attorney for one of the largest cities that's close to us. I'm not going to name it, but he was also named Attorney of the Year. Yes, the Judge Michael Cropper. So uh, hi everyone. He's a prosecutor, so uh, you're going to pay. So uh, and, and he's a policy writer, but he's also a professional gambler. And that and he's back again, Mr. Steve Titch. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a sales guy, but kind of a writer, actor, producer. Um, and we are in uh, Connect 360. This is Correction and Counsel. And we're in 2 Corinthians. And this is the eighth lesson, although we kind of skipped one because of the holidays. Um, and this is Serving Through Suffering. And in typical man fashion, I'm going to go around the room and let these guys summarize it, and then we'll come back, I'll read the short passage, and then we'll, we'll discuss it uh, in depth. So, uh, go ahead, start with Mr. Steve Titch. Well, what's interesting is this letter, uh, scholars date it to about A.D. 55 or 56, shortly after 1 Corinthians. Already, this is... This is less than 25 years after Christ's death and resurrection. Uh, This idea of if you believe in God, life is going to turn easy for you. And it is is beginning to work its way into the Corinthian church. And 
based on what can be implied from the letter, Paul may have visited the church between 1st and 2nd Corinthians and actually been confronted by people who said, how can you be an apostle of Christ if you're constantly being thrown in jail, barely escaping with your life from some of these places, staying one step ahead of the, the law or the religious authorities? You, you obviously can't be good. And the letter, in part, we only cover some of it here, but he does, re, he does really take this in part through, through a lot of the letter. The idea, the idea that somehow by believing in Christ, You'll, 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 you'll gain some kind of prosperity or you'll avoid suffering or all these good earthly things will happen to you will be a direct consequence of that, a direct earthly consequence of that is, is already is taken up right here. And, and we can talk about it a little more as we get into it, but it's amazing how the human side of this, the idea of what do I get for believing is already finding its way into What's the church. What's in it for me? What's <laughs> yes. in it for me? Well, he's not there to fill your Christmas list. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, Professor Koshu, go ahead and uh, give us uh, your basic overview. So, in true man-up fashion, um, I prepared the wrong lesson. Oh, yes! <laughs> I went, I went How many times? <laughs> How many times has that happened to you guys in life? I, 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 I looked at seven because I thought we were there. Not real. I, I don't. So, caution. I don't teach in an adult Bible or attend an adult Bible. I, my wife jokes right. with me. I never grow up. So right. I'm still with our youth group. So. I did not know we skipped seven, so <laughs> I got home last night. I studied seven. Oh, I man. posted a great thing about a great song. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, so I'm going to lean on you guys a little bit, but I'm just going to go along with what Steve said. Is it? It's amazing to me how, <clears throat> within 30 years or so of Christ, um, crucifixion and resurrection, that this has already crept in. And this is something that it's crept into the gospel here in America more so than other places. And it, it's scary because it really takes believers who are young in their faith and can really send them into a tailspin. I think that one of the biggest dangers of it is not just a bad theology. But it's what happens to a new believer who buys into this, and then the first time something bad happens, my faith didn't stick, so I'm running away. You know, and I think that's one thing that I, that makes this so dangerous. Has the thought process. Deacon Kyle, so I know this is audio, so it's theater of the mind. Kyle has a fresh haircut, and he's wearing a man-up T-shirt. He's looking burly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's dressed for July or August. Oh, yeah, that's right. In January, I got my shorts and sandals on. That's it. Welcome to Texas. That's, that's it. it. I, I heard Your it was supposed to get down to the 30s. I may actually put regular shoes on. Oh, man. Sands of socks. Uh, no, on this lesson... Um, you know, I've never been disillusioned in this life that it was going to be filled with only good. Um, you know, there's never going to be a life void of, you know, trials and tribulations. 
you know, and, and I don't know, for me this was a, I, I taught this lesson in Sunday school and, you know, it's a great message, but to me it was a very short lesson to teach because it's just the way I've always right. known it to be. Right. And we'll go more into it. <clears throat> Judge. Yeah. Judge yeah. of the year. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Attorney of the year. Attorney of the year. From the time we became our time I became a Christian, we hear the thou shall not. So Ten Commandments tell you what not to do. Right? As Christians and believers, we're told what not to do. And if you do these things, this will result. You will be punished. God may punish you. If not, man will punish you. We have laws today that we live constantly. Of course, I have to be an attorney, know this, uh, and, and being a prosecutor above all. Now, how do we, we're, we're going to get a lesson, and Bill's going to read this in just a second, and what Paul is going to address in this letter, or this particular section, is that you do go through afflictions, and you haven't done anything wrong. You do right. it as you do it for Christ. Uh, don't expect things to be peachy creamy, which all of all addressed all your life. You will experience trials and tribulations. Now, the thing I want, I hope we'll address in this is Paul says, thank God I was comforted in my afflictions. Well, folks, when are we really comforted in, in the afflictions? Aren't we comforted after the affliction? And there's so many examples we can come up with. We'll come back up with this after we do the, uh, the re when you read this. Because I, I think most of the time we're comforted afterward, and that's when we share our comfort with other Christians. But that's, a, that's an important point to me that I'm hoping we'll look at if we have time. Wherever the, the lesson goes with everybody, we all have a certain area we like, and, and, and this is special to us. So hopefully we'll get back to that. You know, I, I typically would just jump in and read this, real, but real quick I just want to throw in uh, my two cents. Individually, religion, our our faith, our Christianity, is supposed to give us optimism, okay? And s compassion for one another. So I think the point here is that it's, since you're in a community of people with hope and you have compassion for each other, it should soften the blow a little bit. But I think the people took it a little bit too far. Oh, yeah, we're going to give each other a leg up and it's going to be awesome being part of the club as opposed with your own individual walk. And yeah, the suffering is the same. It's how you take it. You can take it horribly. You're still going to have to suffer. Or you can take it that, hey man, maybe this is a lesson. Maybe I need to learn. This is, maybe this is teaching me something. i got to go through it. And that's especially the man part of this lesson. Because if you're in it, there's probably people that are following you. And, right? Am I, am, am I right I'm in this very time? Well, and, and, and pretty much in any crisis. They could be very well in your wake. Oh, that's, right that's right. Right behind you. That's right behind you. So you, you're doing no uh, service of wallowing in your suffering. Plain and simple. That's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, this is, we're from 2 Corinthians 1, uh, 1 through 11. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints who are throughout Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Or if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as you are shares of our suffering, so also you are shares of our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death, and will deliver us, he on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. You also joining in helping us through your prayers so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. Kyle, did you want to read that in the message? I know you normally have that, <clears throat> the message. I'd hate to put you on the spot, uh, but that might be in it. Tell us what the message is, Bill. The message is, yeah, oh, is the different translation. Different translation. Yeah, it's, 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 okay. Technically, it's more of a paraphrase than paraphrase. a translation. Right. But it does tend to put, it tries to take the archaic Greek structure, and that's what makes it a paraphrase instead of a word for word, and it takes that archaic Greek stru structure of the scripture mm -hmm. and puts it into a modern English flow with modern English idioms right. as okay. well. Right. Thank so you. Much, okay. much yeah, clearer sometimes for people to understand. Uh, sure. All right. So uh, I, Paul, have been sent on a special mess uh, mission by the Messiah, Jesus, planned by God himself. I write this uh, to God's congregation in Corinth and to believers all over Archaea province. May all the gifts and benefits that come from God our Father <clears throat> and the Master, Jesus Christ, be yours. Timothy, someone you know and trust, joins me in this greeting. Uh, all praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, Father of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times, and before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person, just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, uh, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. <clears throat> when we suffer for Jesus, it works out for your healing and salvation. If we are treated well, given a helping hand and encouraging word, that also works to your benefit, spurring you on, face forward, unflinching. The hard times are also our, your hard times are also our hard times. When we see that you are just as willing to endure the hard times as to enjoy the good times, 
We know you're going to make it, no doubt about it. We don't want you in the dark, friends, about how hard it is uh, when all this came down on us in the Asia province. It was so bad we didn't think we were going to make it. We felt like we had been sent to death row and it was all over for us. As it turns out, it was the best thing that could have ever happened. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea since he's the God who raised the dead. And he did it. Rescued us, rescued us from certain doom. And he'll do it again, rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. You and your prayers are part of the rescue operation. I don't want you in the dark about that either. I can see your faces even now, lifted in praise for God's deliverance of us, a rescue in which your prayers played such a crucial part. So what, you, is it, what does Paul think comfort is here? Well, oh, go ahead. Are you, are you asking? Is, is it a feeling? I think is it a trust? I is think Peterson it? cuts to the heart of it right there. Yeah. Notice the word is comfort and not compassion. Yes. You look. Mm-hmm. You look at the etymology and, and and the way it's translated. Compassion is almost equivalent to sympathy, to suffer with. Right. Comfort from it's the Latin, active. Comfort, but it also means strong with. There's, there's, there's a, in, Paul, in Paul's lexicon, there's a bit of a difference, as it should be in ours, yeah. between compassion and sympathy, compassion, sympathy, and comfort. When I give comfort to you, I am taking some of my strength and giving it to you. I am coming to you at a point when you are low, and my strength, or the strength of the church, is... Encourage, he, I mean, this is what goes back. That first part of Peterson, I think, nails everything, yeah. all the connotation that's in here. The encouragement. I mean, sympathy is, I, I will suffer so with you. The, I will come sit with you. versus empathy. And, and, and so I think right there is why, and he juxtaposes the two. Good writer. Yes. He juxtaposes the two uh, in, um, in, verse, in verse 3. Blessed be God who comforts us in all our affliction so we may comfort those in any affliction. Uh, In in verse 5, you share in our sufferings and so you share in our comfort. They're deliberately put in counterpoint. Um, And so that's that's where I think... And and so even... Even if you're even if you're dealing with suffering, he's saying the the purpose the, the purpose of the church is to help those suffering get through it. And there are days where you will be able to do it because you will be strong. There will be days where people will be strong for you. So, so I, the comfort is is is. I'm sorry. Is, no, go ahead. The com- go ahead. Comfort them, if I understand you correctly, is is imparting. Some sharing of myself, and we would think of it verbally, right? Mm-hmm. Such that it touches the other person, or they receive encouragement, maybe. It's it's or attitude. It's it's, it's uh, partly that, and actually, yeah, the the whole attitude thing gets into the whole the whole yeah. letter of this. Yeah. But but yeah, it's it's maybe maybe it's 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 kind of difficult. I I mean, to sometimes get your uh, your 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 mind around. But I think comfort <coughs> is. Different from sympathy. Okay. I mean, they, they're no, related. No, I, I agree with you. They're related, but and and and, and here and here there's here 
there's, you know, and it's, it's you know, we're pulling out of things, stuff read 2000, stuff read in 2000. My dad would have uh, sympathy for me. Oh, Bill's sick. Mm -hmm. My mom. Got your leg cut off, but she, she, was, she would put a blanket. She would put a blanket on me. She would give me soup. You know, yeah, there. That's that, that's that you know, would comfort. Yeah. That would. Well, you said active. Me. Maybe that's more of active. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's where I see it. I I, I like, and, and I'm I'm going to take a man spin. Okay. I on this yeah. too. I like in verse three in the message. And by the way, uh, I use Bible Gateway app. Kyle uses the Bible. I think message. it is message. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, oh, for the uh, app. For the app, yes, the Bible right. app. Um, I use Bible Gateway, and I know both of these allow you to switch translations. So I basically mm -hmm. pulled it up on my phone as well and grabbed the message out of it. And if you go to our website at www.manupspiritualoasis, you actually, I now have a link to Sugarland Baptist Church. I'll talk a little bit more about what all we're doing later. Wow. As well as a link to Bi the Bible Gateway app, and I'll grab the Bible one and put it on there as well. So we have some links down for things we're recommending and talking about out there on our website now for people. But what I like, and this is where I want to take this, is in verse 3, and I think it's kind of verse 4, it's kind of the 3 through 5 block. The message kind of blocks it a little bit. And he says, he comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. And I think that is one of the things from a man's standpoint when we look at this from a comfort standpoint. Because we often question, why are we going through yeah. fill in the mm -hmm. blank? Mm -hmm. There are times we go through stuff so that we can learn from that so that God can then use us in another capacity to help someone go through that same thing or something very similar. And I know we've talked enough just among us in our lives about how that's happened with all of us. How we've been, al been allowed to come alongside people who have had problems or been, been a, had a hard time or had struggles where we've been allowed to come alongside them to work with them. And I think one of the messages that we take from this as faith people, as people of faith, is that we do have the opportunity to take these hard times that we go through. And instead of viewing them as, oh, woe is me, why am I going through this, look for God to comfort, but then look for the lessons that we can learn in those so that we can help someone later in life as they go through those things. And I think that's one of those things that you have to really start looking at and watching as you go through these things. Well, well, that sounds like an awesome place to take our hard break. This is the Man Up Podcast, podcast number 86. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here, we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud.
We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome everybody. This is Man Up, Man Up Podcast number eighty-six. We're we're not pastors. We're just regular guys trying to uh, deepen our faith on this spiritual journey. This is a spiritual oasis for men, and uh, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, we also have all of our episodes uh, archived on SoundCloud. We're on Facebook at Man Dash Up. The professor says we have a website too. We're just. We're just basically blowing up. Uh, we are in Lesson 8, which is Serving Through Suffering is the title. And I really kind of feel like a jerk, but I'm just going to throw it out here anyway. Um, after I read this lesson, I am totally different uh, from you guys. I was thinking about the people um, as they go through, uh, particularly, I don't, I don't want to necessarily pick on Christians, but that's how I know and that's what I see. People that are, uh, there's a difference between being humble and being self-defeating. And I think there's a sweet spot in life when you're, as, as you're a servant, okay? Be appropriately humble, but don't be self-defeating. You know what I'm saying? And you know the type of people that, that I'm talking about? It seems like the more humble, crossing over into self-defeating, they, they feel more religious. Or, uh, you know, and, and I, that's what I was going to throw out, and I, none of you guys went there, so I guess I'm the only one, and I kind of feel like like I'm a jerk for thinking no, that. No, no, relate no. This to, the, to what you're saying. Uh, this the suffering, the suffering, because here's the thing. Okay. Only in, in, the, okay. in America, which is where we're at, I don't really remember suffering <laughs> for my religion. I mean, I've had people make fun of me a little bit, but man, that's been about it. Uh, and, and you know, that's you, that's see, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, and so... We are, we are blessed. Absolutely. We are not... Even when, yeah. We're not in prison like Paul. Absolutely. Or even being persecuted. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. right. Yeah. essentially. Oh, yeah. But but here's the thing. Don't you guys all know people like that that just walk around and they just I mean well, the more religious they are, the, the This <laughs> is this is the self flagellation from the Middle There's Ages. Uh, <laughs> right. literally, I mean, it's literally there. But, yeah. but this is no 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 no. Actually no, this is this is serious stuff because you know, right in in my in my generation, and I'm you know, I'm sure listeners can look back, um, and basically when something that there was there there was something there's a strain of Christianity, and it's not tied to any denomination. I saw it in Catholicism. I saw it in other strains of Protestantism that. Suffering for his own sake, suffering for its own sake, for the sake of nothing else, right. is somehow virtuous. And that is totally off the wall. Uh, I, I absolutely, I absolutely yet, agree. Yeah, yes. And yeah. so so yeah, and but there are people who go around and tell you this. Um, and I hate to I know I know I might wade into trouble here, but if you Let's look at it. some of the revisionism about Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. who was certainly did did marvelously 
thing, acted as a servant, but one of the drawbacks, one of the criticisms, that she did not give palliative care in the form of painkillers. Her patients in many way times died in pain because, and she espoused this idea that suffering was a part of life. Now, not to just pick on her, going back, huh. um, there were, you might remember, some of us might remember, there was controversy back in the 60s and 70s. Do you give a 95-year-old cancer woman who's dying morphine? The church would say, well, you're going to make an addict out of her. She's going to be dead in three months. Maybe, and a mir barring a miracle, no, we can't, we right, can't rule right, that right, out. Right, right. But the idea that you can't, the idea of alleviating pain, pain is rather recent in medical care. That this is, that, that you don't, you know, you don't have to, right. and, and we get palliative care now. Um, that goes back to some misreading of scripture. Uh, that we're not, we're not put on earth to suffer. That is right. not why God created us. Suffering is a part of life. Paul tells us here right. how we deal with it. Right. How we deal with it, and we deal with it by sharing our strength as a church. Well, and like I, and like I alluded to earlier, religion should build a community of compassion. Minimum. Okay? And so, that should soften the blow and help people have optimism in, in, in a, on an individual basis and I, and I think that's that's where it, where it begins well, and you know taking your experiences in life and being able to bring those you know just like it says here right up next to someone when they're in that same trial and tribulation you know so in, in my life I've experienced you know the financial side when I was a kid both extreme highs and extreme lows so uh, Dad ran a company, um, did extremely well. Um, there was a point where had he not uh, been an alcoholic and lost it, I wouldn't be working today. Because we just had that much money. Right. Okay. have no idea what that was. But then he made some really stupid choices in life, and we were on food stamps at another time. Not short, I mean very mm -hmm. short span between those two times. Um, we would go to another city to use those so that nobody knew us. You know, but now in my current business, I deal with a lot of people that have financial troubles. Let's put a spade out there. I deal with seniors. Seniors in this uh, country deal with, do I buy food or my medicines today? You know, so I deal with a lot of people that are on that end, but it gives me that, the ability to take their situation and give them some hope, some light, some ideas, things that we did, things that I, you know, do now, whatever. Um, you know, so that and just one other um, that really got me to kind of see what this verse is about uh, was one woman that I've had the pleasure of knowing. Uh, she has since uh, left this world, um, but Susan Vinicor was the most amazing person when I think of this because she was put on this earth and she did a lot of you know, physical suffering. She had four major bouts with cancer, uh, which is ultimately what took her. But when you'd see her and talk to her, you didn't know that she had cancer. I mean, you could see it on her. You could tell she, something was wrong. But she knew Christ. 
She knew how to keep Christ in her life and let it ooze out of her. I mean, she always had a smile on her face. She had the encouraging word. She could barely stand up. And she's encouraging you. And so it was that, her dealing with the adversities that she had that really showed me how we're supposed to deal with this. Because she may never have known the people that she inspired, that she gave comfort to. Maybe it was another patient that sat across from her when you were getting your you know, IV drip or whatever. Maybe it was the doctor or the nurse or the orderly or any one of those people that she interacted with would see this woman's strength. That's how we're supposed to deal with the trials that we see in life. With a well, you know, I, I push through and be an inspiration for the next person. And, and I hate to put him on the spot, but Steve, after his terrible accident, <laughs> Uh, and how he came through it. And, and even myself, I was uh, limping hard for the last, you know, two years. And, but, I, I, you know, you just don't want it to affect your attitude. Like I would tell my wife, I don't want to let it poison my positive attitude. I mean, yeah, of course it's painful. But, you know, I want to have a good day anyway, though. You know? well, that, that deals, that you're talking about a little bit, which I referred to earlier, and sometimes, as sin is then a court, you learn to trust the Lord, right? Absolutely. I mean, at the moment that they're operating on your leg, I'm sure you weren't laying on the stretcher or, or the table going, Praise God, hallelujah, <laughs> they're cutting my leg off, whatever, put it in the Bring it air, on. Right? Bring and it Steve on. Steve didn't say that when he fell out of the room. <laughs> 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 when he woke up. <laughs> oh, wow, I'm still alive. And Jesus didn't do it either when he was at, right. fasting for 40 days, but afterward, Afterward, or after you start healing, then your faith in God begins to take the priority place again, or the first place, and then you're able to relate everything to Christ through faith, right? And well, it's he, an attitude, you said. Well, here's the thing. People say, why me? But, and I look at them, I go, well, why not me? Why not? Why, why, right. What is so special about me that it couldn't happen to me? That's a good point. Uh, you know, why not? And like the... Uh, like the doctor when I was getting diagnosed with arthritis in my hip and it was really bad and everything. She goes, have you had any injuries? Well, let me see. I was a wrestler in high school. I played football. I played soccer. I was a tournament racquetball player. Probably not. You know? Yeah, let's, go, let's go back to something else. You yeah. Well, my son will ask me in situations, Dad, how do I deal with this? What's, what's wrong here? Nothing wrong. It's life. It That's is absolutely. That's what we're saying, and, and, right? And I, I was gonna. I want to. I want to kind of tie this together a little bit because I think it's kind of fun. So Steve talked about at the beginning about even back then there was this. Well, if you follow Jesus, nothing's going to go wrong. Right. It's going to be perfect. It's everything. No everything is what's the word? He always use a word here. And I'm, I'm blanking on it. Sunshine and Roses is what hunky I think dory. of. But, you know, <laughs> hunky Dory. Yeah, Hunky Dory. <laughs> Sunshine and Roses. But when you are in, but we're acknowledging, as Mike said, when people ask you what's wrong, nothing, it's life. It, you know, my, my statement to people is life happens. 
Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and that is if the, you're lucky, that, yeah. if you're lucky to be alive to participate, life absolutely. Happens. It happens. You know, and, and bad things are going to happen. Bad things are a part of life. It's just get used to it. How do we juxtapose? Okay, don't be looking at life to be hunky dory, and when you suffer, and I, I and I think that I just used the key word there. Christ will come alongside you and walk with you to prepare you to walk with other people. And I think that I think that's a conversation we have for a little bit here. You know, how do we juxtapose those two thoughts? Because these are two very distinct thoughts there. You brought something and I remember a Christian I met in college at UT. He said he got sick. Oh yeah, drop UT. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah. stop it. <laughs> He got sick, and he said, "He said these two things." He Central says, Michigan. What is the Lord trying to teach me out of this sickness, or is it am I sick because He wants me to help somebody else? Which is what what we're talking right. about right here, basically. Uh, and in other words, is this thing, is this sickness, a trial where I'm supposed to grow from it or help somebody else? It's probably both, from what y'all have just said. Every sickness or trial that we go through may be for the benefit of somebody else if we handle it correctly. Right. We trust the Lord and allow We're us We're on our right. way up the mountain or down the mountain. Yeah. And we <laughs> just have to not be whiners. Yeah. <laughs> We're men. No, I'm serious. I, I, you know? Well, and, and there's a certain amount of that, of that optimism and comfort your flock everything is gonna be okay how do you know because i have faith i don't have any other answers but i have faith it's all gonna be good and soldier on and that's the man that is the the man deal and if you if you take it back to the lord's prayer he said give us this day our daily bread bread is all what you need to survive right that's all you need. He right. doesn't say, "Give us today our steak dinner with baked right, potato with access. and <laughs> right. our daily bread on the with side all the and, trimmings." Yeah, you know, like a little that, jelly with mine. You're right. Okay. Your bread. Uh, uh, Toasted. But but it's definitely. but it's one of those. He's gonna give us what he's gonna supply us what we need. It may not be what we want. But here's the thing. Here we are. We're guys of faith on this journey for years, okay? And for the past 86 episodes, meeting here, talking about it. Crazy. Up and down the mountains, we it happens to us, and it happens to other people. Think about the people with no faith. Who are they turning to? Who are they going to turn to Well, when, when that suffering comes? I, I saw a statistic today that tells me where a lot of people have turned to and I don't have the exact number but in essence the most people ever died of opioid abuse last year in this country really drugs drugs drugs. yeah and so there's one answer where I think people are turning is that I'd like to know what the demographic on that is though is that a young? Is that all ages? All that, ages. All ages. It's, it's, it's so having, 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 I think, in part, in part it comes from people, who, I mean, I was on old points, but in part it comes from people who unfortunately get addicted after some sort of health treatment. Yeah. 
um, which is very, and it's a lot of safeguards, but still, it's still, I mean, if you buy Possibly. marijuana, so you can easily, easily buy opioids on the street. But nonetheless, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's easy to get. You yes, probably, it's, yeah. it's compared to other, it's easy and cheap. And, but yes, it's, it's another form of either alcohol or, right. um, yeah. and, and actually, if I, if I, I'm going to get, I don't want to get, you can remain functional on opioids. I mean, they, 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 you, you're not, you're, yes. you're not, I, I, I could work when I, well, I was on painkillers. Um, I couldn't do that if I was, you know, three sheets to the wind after a couple of vodkas or beers. Um, that's what's, that's what's perhaps the most dangerous thing about it. Uh, you don't, um, it, but it does, it does, it does, it does take well, the edge it, off, so it, to speak. It goes right. to that. Not that I'm encouraging, yeah. I mean, I'm saying, saying uh, that's why it's so right. dangerous. That's why it really it, it, is it, dangerous it, and why it's so easily to get addicted to. Yeah. It, it goes to that people are trying to fill a void in their life. Right. And that void becomes more apparent to them mm -hmm. when they're going through hard times and sufferings. Right. And I think when they try to fill it, if they don't have a faith walk, if they don't, have and and I'm going to throw this out too, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. If they don't have a faith walk, meaning they are growing in their faith, and I'm going to one of my goals over the next years, I'm going to I'm going to pull a couple of things out that I've studied and read about several years about stages of faith, and really revisit some of that. So we'll probably hear some of it, but it it we're called to grow in our faith, put away childish things. Yeah. And if we don't grow in our faith as we're growing, then we become more susceptible to that falling away, not looking at it, hitting hard times and doubting. Well, and having aging that. should convince people <clears throat> to deepen their faith. Oh, yeah. Aging. Oh, because well, if, you haven't suffered, if you haven't suffered... <laughs> You will if you have the opportunity to age. We're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up. This is uh, podcast number 86. Get some final thoughts. Uh, uh, attorney of the year. <laughs> Michael Cropper. All right. Uh, folks, a, a couple things from the author here, and I, I think Bill mentioned this. If he didn't, we are in Connect 360, the same way we've been in the last seven lessons, six lessons. Correction and Counsel, and uh, on page 94, the, uh, the author of this particular lesson that we've talked about, and that's serving through suffering, um, how, do you, how do you comfort another person? He, uh, he mentions to us, uh, he says, the, the word comfort derives from the Latin word comfortis, meaning brave together, strong with. It's not the idea of these, these tranquil, contented feelings, but rather consoling or consolation from God that boosts resolve, buoys fortitude, brightens spirits, builds endurance, and brings assurance even against all logic. So the only thing that I can think that does that is whenever I encourage somebody else or they encourage me when I'm going through affliction. And that boosts my spirit, that gives me hope, that gives me direction, especially when somebody's been through the same thing that I'm now going through. And I remember clearly when Bill was getting his hip removed and replaced, he already knew what to expect. So people had told him, this is what's going to happen, it's going to be better. He believed that. He was encouraging to me 
I was so worried about him not getting well, and he comes up here walking without a, a, a walk or anything like this the first week after he's operated on. And, uh, and he was encouraging me, telling me I knew what I was going to go through. And it worked like I believed it would. And, and, and just hear him talk about the pain so going away that he, had, he was in so much pain, now he's, he's almost feels nothing compared to what he went through is an encouragement to me, even though I, I'm not having a hip removed, folks, let me right. tell you that. Well, and, just, and it teaches you about how to suffer. And I know, I know, Steve. After going through your accident, you know how to how to suffer. I mean, because well, you're, yeah. you're 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 in pain, but you don't want to bring anybody else well, down. Let's you know? let's talk. I mean, it's all relative. I mean, this and and in many ways, in many ways, Corinthians reflects us. I mean, it's a small church, but it it was a community that was a bit exceptional because it wasn't a persecuted church. By by indications, it was a fairly wealthy church. They they were contributing it to a collection being done for a poor for a church in a bad situation in Jerusalem. Paul makes a couple of references for that. But suffering, my you know, I had great medical care. I had medication. I had right. super rehab. My suffering was a drop in the bucket um, compared to what what. What people go through every day, and plus around the world, there are still people. You know, we get all that guy, whatever Todd Starnes, whoever he is on Fox, who gets gets all out of shape when he when somebody when somebody insults a Christian on some campus somewhere. That's you. They're not closing churches. They're not. They're not rounding people up. There are people in this world today who are suffering for their belief. Who really. Who 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 will really who suffer? Really right, suffer. Right, agree. I, I mean, and we every, live. Yeah, um, right. And yes, uh, yes. I mean, we may not like what's happening, but and, it's not suffering. And so. that's yes. That's and, right. that's right. and so that's a that's one thing to you know. It's relative. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, it, yeah, being actually, I'm, I have no doubt that walking around on that bum hip was painful. I'm glad. I'm sure you feel better oh, now. Yeah. But man, you were walking around. You were driving. You were you were still productive. Oh, you were making a and, and I'm not I'm and I'm, no, I'm not I don't I'm not scolding you. Right. I'm just I'm, I can say the same thing about myself. Um, there are there are pe- there are people who are a lot worse and 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 I think that's why why Paul almost leads with that in his in this in in this chapter. This is the beginning of the Second Corinthians. He taught he he answers he 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 almost wants to say you guys are being ridiculous if you believe this. You know, I won't suffer for God because look at me. I mean, right. and and yeah, you're absolutely correct. Right. He was he was beaten, <laughs> thrown in jail, everything. Did they have aspirin? No. Did they have ibuprofen? Which yeah. is what you guys are saying. Absolutely. So while you suffered severe injury or mm-hmm. what would be damage, you didn't have mm-hmm. the pain that they went through. Right. 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 So it's good. Very good point. Deacon Kyle, your summary. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Thinking about this lesson got me going back to footprints in the sand. You know. Oh yeah. That, you know, I'm just gonna read it. It's it's pretty short. Uh, it says, uh, one night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes of my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other times there was only one. This bothered me. Uh, because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, and defeat, 
I could only see one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, You promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I noticed during the most trying periods of my life, there was only to be one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you the most, have you not been there for me? The Lord replied, The years when you would only see one set of footprints, my child, is when I carried you. And you know, that's comfort. To know that during the worst, darkest periods of your life, the Lord is right there with you, carrying you. That's what we're supposed to do. The hard part is recognizing when we're supposed to carry exactly. and sit next to. Right. Yeah. We're men. We always get these things wrong. <laughs> yeah, we just right, try to right, pull. Right. Oh, there's a problem. Right. So it's I'm going to carry you. Right. But this Sometimes is that's we need to learn to be carried. Right. That's where <laughs> the feminine side of learning that aspect, and we all we anybody that's married knows that's a hard distinguish to do. Right. You know, yeah. uh, as when to just sit and listen, but. Christ knew it, and we're supposed to learn how to do it as well. Professor, your takeaway. Excellent, um, Kyle. That was awesome. You know, let your faith grow so that you can help understand the comfort of Christ. Grow in your faith so that you understand the comfort of Christ is really my summary. I'm going to throw three things out. First of all, if you have been following us on Twitter, at Man Up, uh, Spiritual Oasis, um, I'm putting out there the best of the Proverbs. Remember last week I challenged everybody to read a proverb a day. So we were on Proverbs 9. Today was Proverbs 9, 10, and 11 I threw out on our Twitter account. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many, and your years will be added to your life. And then I want to talk about growing in your faith. And just give you a couple examples our church. Uh, First, you joked about Kyle being in a second class. Our pastor and our new worship associate pastor of worship and arts. I think I got that title. Clint correct. Kimmel is Clint his Kimmel, name. welcome, Clint. We are glad you uh, he's are here. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, him talent. and our him and our pastor are leading together a study before this on the book "Sing: How Worship Transforms Your Life, Family, and Church," uh, written by Keith and Kristen Getty. Keith Getty um, co-wrote the book or co-wrote the song "In Christ Alone." Keith Getty wrote that and he wrote this book that they're going through together and then at the end of the month our Man Up group is going to participate with the rest of the men of the church and we're reading a book called Unimaginable What Our World Would Be Like Without Christianity by Dr. Jeremiah Johnston who's the president of the Christian Thinker Society and the associate professor of early Christianity at HBU. And here's the sweet spot. So we read the book and then we come and talk about it. He's going to come lead yeah. the discussion. Right. <laughs> I, am, I did not say that. Yeah, I, I did am, not say that. That's not I am, a book. I am beyond part For those of you outside the air, HBU is Houston Baptist. Yeah, Houston, I'm sorry. Right. I, I wrote it here. <laughs> yes. Just spell it out. Thank you. Excellent. Houston Baptist University. Um, but I, wa- I want to say that because this, this is kind of where I was going yeah. with that. So I've gotten through... Two chapters now, I'm running a little behind in the book. And the one thing that struck, struck me is in this world where there is so much, and he started the chapter with a, with a simple letter from a man who was out in one city 
Steve's smiling because I think I should. I don't. It's not but I, I read. He, I've started the book. He, yeah. <laughs> he um, sent a letter to his wife that said basically, "Hi, honey. I know you're doing well. I know we're fixing to have a baby. I'm hoping everything's great. If it's a boy, I'm praying that everything's fantastic. If it's a girl, throw it away." And that literally was the statement in the letter. And he uses that to juxtapose how different life was without Christianity in it, without our faith. Much like when we're looking at this, how hard would suffering be for us if we didn't have a faith, if we didn't have a world that was affected by Christianity, so that we can look at it, and as Steve and I were kind of bouncing back and forth with the opioid, that's what happens when you don't have faith. You don't have somewhere to turn when you have the hard times, so you don't have a word to say. Excellent. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion. That's that's great input by our whole panel. Serving Through Suffering, this was lesson number eight, podcast number 86, and we're so glad that uh, you've been a part of this. I want to invite each and every one of you to visit our website. Uh, also, we're on Facebook at man-up. Uh, iTunes, uh, we have all of our uh, podcasts archived on SoundCloud. I want to make sure that uh, you take the opportunity, if, if you're ever in the Sugarland area, stop by on Sunday afternoon, or no, Sunday morning at, uh, at 11, and come in, right, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> come to the Man Up class, love to have you. <clears throat> and, but also, uh, we stream our services uh, the Sugarland Baptist Church service on Facebook and on YouTube. <clears throat> but we want to encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and get involved in a small group, Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School. And if there isn't one that's for men only, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.